Kia ora, I'm Emile Donovan, and today on The Detail, according to the World Economic Forum, humans eat about 300 million cows every year, 440 million goats, 540 million sheep, and a whopping 1.5 billion pigs. But all that pales in comparison to the humble chicken. Every 365 days, we humans eat around 50 billion chickens. The thing is, animal products come from animals. And I don't know about you, but I don't really think about the animals all that much. The chicken on my dinner plate may as well have fallen off a chicken tree. And maybe this is a bad thing. Maybe it's something I should feel guilty about. I don't know. But this means when a video comes out which shows the conditions factory farmed animals actually live in, it can be a bit of a shock. So chickens that can't reach food and water, um, unless they're lucky enough to be found by a worker and killed, they're going to die on the floor of the shed. The video that audio comes from is from a story by RNZ's Farrar Hancock. It shows the small room where hundreds of chickens raised for their meat will spend their entire lives. Hancock's story shines a light on how our hunger for cheap chicken warps the anatomy of these birds to the extent where they can barely get off the ground and, in some cases, can barely walk. So today on the podcast, I'm sitting down with Farrar Hancock to discuss where this video came from and what it shows, the legality of these conditions, and what all this tells us about our relationship with the food on our table, which we often take for granted. A meat chicken is a chicken which is bred to be eaten. So these chickens don't lay eggs. They're not bred to lay eggs. These are chickens which are bred to end up on your dinner table for dinner or in a takeaway meal. Ballpark kind of figure, how many chickens do we, uh, I guess, produce in New Zealand every year? So the last figure I saw was about 120 million in a year. 120 million. We eat a lot of chicken. You refer to two different types of chicken in your piece, fast-growing chickens and slow-growing chickens. Can you just explain what the difference is there? At the moment, we have two breeds in New Zealand that are available for commercial factory farms, so sort of commercially hatched and the factory farms can buy. They're Cobb and Ross, and they have been sort of bred to be as fast-growing as possible. Some of these fast-growing chicken breeds have been referred to as franken-chickens overseas. They get called franken-chickens just because they grow so fast and they have really large breasts. Um, They're quite top-heavy and that can stop them from standing properly, apparently. Slower-growing chickens, there's um, no commercially available breeds of slower-growing chicken in New Zealand at the moment, but they just take a bit longer to get ready. So your Cobb and Ross take, you know, maybe six weeks four, five, six weeks from hatching to being ready at slaughter size, whereas the slower-growing chickens will take at least another two weeks longer, maybe even a little bit longer, but generally around two weeks more. Okay, that's a really interesting point. I wanted to ask you about that, actually. Can you can you outline for me the life of a fast-growing meat chicken in New Zealand from you know, birth until death? What does that look like? As I understand it, they are hatched in a hatchery and once they're one day old, they get shipped off to the factory farm. 
then they're put into these huge sheds which can hold up to um, 40,000 chickens. The sheds have the, the litter, what they stand on, cleaned out before the little chicks go in, and I think it's like a wood shaving, I'm not exactly sure what it is. So all the chicks go into there, there's these food trays which are very low to start off with, and water they can drink which is quite low. As the chickens get older, they raise the food trays up and the water raises up so they've got a stretch to reach them and the chickens grow bigger and they get their proper feathers and then when they're about six weeks or at the size that they're ready to be um, slaughtered at they're taken out slaughtered the factory the wood shavings are all cleared out it's the only time it gets cleaned and that's basically their life so free-range ones there's often what they call pop holes which are holes in the side of the shed where the chickens can go outside and come back inside of their free will, own free will. Now, in a way, that is quite sad. Chickens are cute, they cluck, they peek around, they bob their little heads. It's sad to think that a chicken might hatch as a little baby chick, spend six weeks pecking away and growing really fast in a dark room with hundreds of other condemned chickens before being rounded up and sent to slaughter. But, in another sense, this is the reality of farming and of food. These practices allow lots of chickens to be farmed at once. That means there's lots of chicken to go around. That means chicken can be pretty cheap and lots of people can buy and eat it. And lots of people do want to eat chicken. So everyone's happy, except the chicken. Well, and except Animals Aotearoa. Animals Aotearoa is an animal activist group. It provided the video you heard a slice of earlier to RNZ. That video is from an unnamed farm in an unnamed part of the country. I'm going to narrate some of it for you now. It shows the dark interior of a barn. Hundreds of chickens flapping about. Many of them have large patches of pink skin, which isn't covered by feathers, though this isn't in itself evidence of anything. As Farah mentioned, feathers can take some time to come through. There are rows and rows of the feeders. The place is jam-packed full of chickens. They're standing wing to wing. It's sort of like that scene in The Matrix with all of the pods of humans. We know that Kiwis are against animal cruelty, and so I know that they'll be shocked when they see that this is what's happening in chicken meat farms, and particularly that it's a free-range farm. You'll see that when they walk, they stagger. Um, They might just take one or two steps and then flop down heavily on the ground, and that's because they're in pain. The reason for that is because of the breed, because they're growing so fast, doubling in size each week, that their bodies just can't cope. Any chickens that have got problems walking or standing, they really struggle to get food and water. The thing is, shocking though this footage might be, it isn't necessarily illegal. That was sent to us by Animals Aotearoa, so another group, Farm Watch, had captured that, and... Animals Aotearoa, which predominantly are an animal welfare group for chickens, sent me a copy of the footage to have a look at. It's quite jarring footage. It is. And you sort of think, I've seen this footage, I've kind of seen this footage before, but when you do watch it, you do get a bit of a a shock. I mean, there's some things that you wouldn't think show bad welfare, but... Animals Aotearoa sort of explain that the chickens sitting down all the time is because they find it hard to stand, and they sort of said, look, you see the chickens walk a couple of steps and then sit down, 
This is because they're so heavy, they've grown so fast, they find it quite hard to, to carry their weight on their legs. Um, and then there's some really, really distressing footage in it, and there's this one scene where there's a, a chicken and it's trying to reach the food dish, which they raise as the chickens grow, because otherwise they'd stand on it and poo in it. But this poor chicken, is, its leg is out at an angle, like one leg's doing the splits, and it's trying to get to the food dish and it can't stand up. So it's, it's kind of flapping its wings and the, the futility of it trying to flap its wings to raise itself to the food dishes, it's just quite heartbreaking. The industry sort of says, look, you, you've pulled out some, some poor examples. They, they go through sheds at least once a day, if not more, and they take out sick chickens. And they said, look, these chickens may have got lame in between our scheduled sweeps of the shed. Um, but the, I think why we find it so jarring is that we don't get to see inside chicken sheds. It's sort of locked away, out of, out of sight, out of mind. And when we see chickens... Um, being raised like that, it's just a shock. When we see cows in a paddock and we go, okay, I understand that, but we don't normally get to see how chickens are raised. In some ways, it does break a rule that a chicken couldn't reach the food or water, um, but as long as they're doing those daily sweeps and getting all those, they're not breaking our welfare codes for how chickens are being farmed. So how do you measure welfare when it comes to farming chickens in New Zealand? What sorts of factors are considered? Is it the floor space or the level of light or the quality of diet? If you look at scientific studies, they seem to look at a few things. So they look at the mortality rates. The, um, the mortality rates, so how many chickens die, the percentage that die. They'll look at uh, what they call a gait score, that is their walking how many chickens are lame and how lame the chickens are. Other studies look at their behaviour and whether they're exhibiting typical behaviour of a chicken, like scratching around, that sort of thing. So those are the when, when a scientific study is done, that's the sort of thing that they look at. And that's how they measure welfare. There are things that the animal animals Aotearoa and lots of other groups around the world are pushing for, for better welfare, and those include a bit of perch space so they can get up off the litter. They include um, enrichments and straw bales and things that chickens can peck at and just do a few more of those kind of normal chicken behaviours. Um, they want a, a fewer chickens in the space, so um, I think currently in New Zealand, it's not the worst in the world, but we allow 38 kilograms per square metre. But the um, animal, animals Aotearoa and lots of other groups wanted the maximum to be 30 kilograms per square metre, so fewer chickens. And that might give chickens a little bit better ability to move around. You heard the word heartbreaking earlier to describe that footage, and in a sense it is quite heartbreaking. But, you know, so is seeing a baby gazelle get mauled by a lion. Nature is cruel and harsh and unsentimental. That is the way of the world. The thing is, this isn't nature, necessarily. We choose to use these chickens because they deliver the most meat for the lowest cost. And that's why this move, reported by Farah Hancock last week, was such a game-changer. By 2026, all 142 branches of Domino's Pizza will only use slow-growing chickens in their products. It's the first New Zealand food company to sign up to a chicken welfare commitment, which many companies overseas have already adopted. 
I'd definitely encourage all the other takeaway brands to join into it. The world is moving at a fast pace and, you know, we can either wait and, you know, have to join in the future or we can be the ones that, you know, lead the way and do the right thing because that's the right thing to do. Overseas, a lot of companies have been signing up to chicken commitments, which is what the groups in New Zealand are pushing for. So these are commitments to just buy slow-growing chicken meat, which are raised to certain standards, so that's 30 kilograms of meat per square metre. There's things about how many hours of light and sleep they can get, etc. Now, no New Zealand company has signed up to that yet until the other week, and Domino's Pizza in Australia and New Zealand announced it was signing up to the Better Chicken Commitment which commits to using slow-growing chicken breeds with all those other welfare things, the, the perches and the straw bales, etc. So it's the first and only company. They're challenging all other takeaway companies in New Zealand to, to follow their lead. They said, it's happening overseas. We know it's probably going to happen here, so we may as well get out and do it now, and it's the right thing to do. It's actually quite big because they've made the commitment and they've put a, a four-year lead-in period, which is it may sound silly to go, oh, by 2026, we'll do this. And you may be going, what? You do it now. But you actually do, from what I understand, you do need time to build up stocks of those other breeds. So it's quite a, even four years, might be quite tight. They said they're working with their suppliers. But once they've started that, it means that those slower-growing breeds will be established in New Zealand and the other companies which want to use them, um, they'll, it'll be a lot easier to get hold of them. So it is, it is a big shift. At the moment, you can't really get slow-growing chickens in New Zealand. A 2020 article on this topic by Stuff's Bonnie Flaws says this is down to New Zealand's strict biosecurity laws. It's hard to bring animals into New Zealand which aren't already here, and because at this stage there isn't widespread demand for slow-growing chickens, it's not done at scale. But overseas, the times are changing. In France and Denmark, for example, you can only buy slow-growing chickens. The problem is slow-growing chickens increase production costs by up to 25% by some estimates, and this cost, invariably, is passed on to the consumer. Put plainly, these farming techniques are what allows chicken to be cheap. Using slow-growing chickens would make it more expensive. It does, yeah, and a lot of meat has become more expensive. Chicken and pork hasn't. But I also think consumers don't see what goes on because they're in sheds are locked away it's behind closed doors so I think another part of this is maybe consumers aren't aware of the reality of the way we're farming chickens now. Do you think then that if meaningful change is going to happen it will need to be prompted by consumers? I think consumers will help drive it um, definitely if consumers are asking if consumers are going to KFC, why aren't you signing up to the same chicken commitments in New Zealand that you are in other countries like the Netherlands, the UK, I think Sweden? Then there will be more pressure put on some of the companies to commit to better chicken welfare. Um, and some of the, it, it may start with some of the meal kit companies like My Food Bag or um, HelloFresh, for example they could be interested in making the switch if it was available. The problem is, it's at the moment, it's not available, which is why the Domino's move has been quite a, a groundbreaking move for New Zealand. I think the argument here, which Animals Aotearoa and the other groups are pushing, is that there's some small changes that could give these 
animals, what they believe is a better life. The industry associations question that. And we just don't have the choice in New Zealand at the moment to go, I'm going to pay a little bit extra, because no doubt it would definitely cost a bit extra, to get this other slower growing breed and have that. We don't have the choice at the moment. So it is quite emotional to go, this is the life of all the chickens I can buy in New Zealand. There's a review starting to, yeah, next year, which is looking at the code of welfare for meat chickens in New Zealand. Now, the last time they reviewed it was 2018, and, they, um, and this is an independent group. It's kind of organised through MPI, but it's all independent uh, experts, and they already flagged that they have got some concerns about fast-growing chickens. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if some more... Um, rules come in regarding that in the next review or at least the science is looked at really hard and so as a consumer what can you do if you want more choice you're not happy about the use of these fast-growing chickens but you do still enjoy a tikka masala i think and you know it's the that's what the animal advocates are pushing is for food companies to sign up to a um, chicken welfare commitment you could go to the food companies you use and go, look, I'd like you to sign up to this commitment and use slower-growing chickens, put a deadline, like Domino's is but 2026, to make the change. That's probably as much as you can do right now. That then will drive uh, pressure to the, the chicken growers, which is mainly teals and inghams, which in turn will put pressure on the hatcheries and will start to get commercial supplies of those other breeds coming into New Zealand, which... They're just not here at the moment. That's it for today. I'm Emile Donovan. The Detail is public interest journalism funded through New Zealand On Air and produced by Newsroom for RNZ. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can find us too. Today's episode was engineered by Jeremy Ansell and produced by Alexia Russell. And thanks to Farah Hancock. Matewa. Matewa.